Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. We are continuing our study as we end this week in Acts chapter 8. And uh, we're just going to pick it up here now. Uh, We left off yesterday with Philip in Samaria preaching the gospel and having revival. If you think about it, other than um, the 8,000 people getting saved on the first two days of the church back in Acts chapter 2, this is the biggest revival to date as far as, you know, an evangelical crusade, let's say. Uh, evangelistic crusade. They go down to Samaria, uh, Philip does, begins to preach, people respond, and not just responding, but getting set free. Miracles, signs, wonders are happening here, and there's great joy in the city of Samaria. So we're going to pick up today now in verse number nine, and it says, but there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great. I just want you to remember him because you're going to see him in a few moments more. Um, and, and so here's this guy that happens to reside there, and he's a sorcerer, uh, you might say a witch doctor type guy. And, uh, and he's now being impacted by this gospel message, verse 10, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he, was a, he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. And then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs which were done. So here's a a, a very impactful uh, part of this passage here where this witch doctor actually gets saved. And I mean, it says he believed at, at the same level as everybody else. That means that he is born again. Um, and and uh, we see this a lot in Africa. I've talked to people myself that were former witch doctors who are now pastoring churches. Uh, one guy in particular uh, was saved um, and then went to our own Bible college in, in uh, Kampala, just outside Kampala, Uganda, and he is pastoring a church to this day and loving Jesus and and all of that. But just like you and just like me, uh, you'll see here in a few moments that Simon still had to work out his old methodology. He had to get beyond his his, um, reliance, if you will, on his old craft. And it doesn't mean that he's not saved in this. And I'll point it out as we get to it in a few minutes. But let's just continue on here in verse 14. It says, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem had heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. I want to stop right there because this is one of those five instances that I talked to you about some weeks ago when we started this study in the book of Acts, and we hit the first one uh, when we got to Acts chapter 2 because there was the apostles who were clearly saved, uh, in, in, for instance, in John chapter 20, verse 22, the evening that Jesus had been resurrected, 
Um, so maybe some 10, 12 hours after his resurrection. The Bible says he appeared to the disciples in the upper room, the apostles, and he breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. In that moment, they were born again. It was the first time in human history that anyone could be born again because Jesus had gone uh, and paid the price for our sin. He had died on the cross. He was resurrected. Um, and then that morning, remember, when Mary fell at his feet, um, he told her, Mary, don't touch me. I've not yet ascended to my Father. And, uh, and now we assume in this evening episode in John 20, verse 22, he had indeed ascended to the Father and then come back to earth because he had allowed them to touch him and all of that. But uh, he breathed on them and, and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit, and they were born again. Forty days later then, in Acts chapter 1, he, uh, he commanded them to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You'll find that in Acts chapter 1. And then in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, and uh, they were empowered. And the same Peter that denied Jesus uh, stood up and preached in two days. Uh, I just alluded to it. 8,000 people were saved in the city of Jerusalem. Same Peter. The only difference was that... Um, that he was empowered by the Spirit at this point in Acts chapter 2. And previously he was saved, but he, but he had no power necessarily. And so I want to I focus in on this concept for a moment. And uh, maybe we'll get past it today, and maybe we won't, and, and it doesn't matter either way. But um, the apostles, or, or these uh, the Samaritans, they were obviously born again. They believed Philip. He even baptized them in water. That's what it means in verse 16. Uh, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That was talking about water baptism. Uh, it, it even said uh, up here that they were baptized um, they, after they believed. So once a person believes, then water baptism is the, is the obvious uh, next step. And again, baptism doesn't save you. you don't, you're not kept from going to heaven because you have not been water baptized. It's just a, a step of obedience. It's a step of identification in Christ to let the world know that we identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But it has nothing to do with salvation. Uh, so here they are. They're saved. They're baptized in water. But then the disciples, or the apostles rather, in Jerusalem at the main church, they hear about all of this, and they send Peter and John down to pray for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Well, when you get saved, when I got saved, uh, when you got saved, we had the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Uh, that's why Jesus said to the apostles in John 20, verse 22, receive ye the Holy Spirit. That's the work of regeneration. That is becoming a new creation in Christ. And that's what, that's what happens when we get saved. But notice that the Bible says in verse 15, when they came from Jerusalem, they prayed for the Samaritans that they might receive the Holy Spirit, verse 16, for as yet he had fallen upon none of them. Notice they're making a difference and a delineation here between having the Holy Spirit within you or within us. When we're saved, we have the Holy Spirit within us. But then there's something called having the Holy Spirit upon you, and, um, and that is for the empowerment of ministry. Remember in, in Acts 1.8, Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be a witness unto me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. So um, 
we see here that there's something else happening after they get saved. And it is the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus talks about it himself in Acts chapter 1, verse number 4. He quotes Matthew 3.11. He quotes John the Baptist who said, There's one coming after me who's greater than me, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry, and he will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. So we see this idea of spirit baptism wherein the Spirit of God is upon us. Now, I'm going to show you, as we hit these areas, I'll point them out as we go. There's three more that we will see in the book of Acts where people are classically born again and then they are baptized in the Spirit. Jesus calls it the baptism with the Spirit. Here we see this concept of baptizing in the Spirit because the Spirit is upon them. And the apostles begin to call this phenomenon being filled with the Spirit. It's just a play on word. It's, it's just a, a matter of semantics. What they are alluding to is this subsequent experience called being baptized in the Spirit. And uh, it, it does not, not mean that you need more of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. Once you're saved, you're saved. You don't need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to go to heaven. Um, but in order to be powerful here on earth, and to walk in all the fullness of our covenant, I truly believe that we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And in fact, it's why I'm in ministry today. It radically changed my life, gave me strength, power, and the ability to stand for what I believe and to minister His gospel. And we see that's the same purpose in all of this. So uh, that's that's where we're going to stop today. We'll pick up this concept tomorrow, and then we'll move on, and you'll see some interesting things about our friend Simon that we mentioned already. But that's all of our time today, friend. Thank you for being with me, and I'll see you actually not tomorrow, but Monday right here on the podcast. God bless.